Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's wrong going on everyone and welcome to the reformatory the podcast for the local church by the local church jack what's hey 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 <laughs> what's going on man hey hey what's going what on? is what is what's what's happening right now my man uh there's sunlight in the Pacific Northwest, some light. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I like that at, was nice. Like at the end of the tunnel in your life, <laughs> like what's what's going uh, on? Here? I had a, I had a we have, there's I had some a, light. <laughs> I had an interview uh, last week that went really well and connected nice. with a guy. Um, so yeah, cool. that's been going well. So we'll see what happens and what comes out of it. But yeah, Legit, man, that's some sunlight, so to say. It is. You know, light takes many forms. Sometimes it's actual mm. sunlight, which is very rare. Yes. Where we live. Yes. Uh, and sometimes it's good opportunity. Sometimes it's a, it's a, you know, it's a pleasant surprise. A call from a friend. True. Recording a, a Marco podcast. Marco Polo. Yes. A Marco Polo, right? Yes. Never underestimate the power of a good Marco Polo. That's true. It's very true. It's very true. Well, Jack, I'm doing pretty good. I've had a long week. Mm-hmm. I got to say, there's been some stress. Yes, there's there been, has been. There has been. There's been some good stuff. There's been some stress. Just kind of a regular week. I'm looking forward to um, things slowing down, which for my wife and I, give it another like three weeks. We've got like a big push mm. through February, and then March opens up like 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 the the clouds are opening in March, and it's just going to be nothing but working. And podcasting. Everybody's and working for, for the, the weekend. weekend. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's going to be awesome, dude. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I am. I'm looking forward to things slowing down. You and I are going to hang out more. Um, Word. It's going to be great. All around great. Well, Jack, before we hop into our topic today, because it is a rather large topic, uh, yes. but we don't want to be too boring. But before we hop into our massive topic today uh we have a sponsor 
Yes, we sponsor do. has yes, uh, requested a couple eps for this, and this is actually this is actually a pretty cool thing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm actually, I mean, all of our sponsors that we've had are cool. I don't want to make it sound yes. like like some of them are lame. Um, but this one, this one's actually really neat because it's a friend, mm-hmm. uh, and it's another podcast, which yeah. you, you rarely get sponsors of podcasts for podcasts. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So this one's actually pretty cool. It's High and Silver Presents, which I think is the publishing, like who, I think I, I think he created it, uh, but it's The Pilgrim's Progress. And what mm-hmm. it is, is it's a dramatized audiobook. So it's not... It's not a straight up audiobook. It's not an audio drama. It's it's right in between where it's it's like put into modern English, uh, but he's basically reading the book with cool sound effects and music and ambiance. It's put on by the uh, the the right honorable Zachary mm-hmm. Bartles. Yes. Um, Gut check podcast. Um, re-raptured book franchise, which just has taken oh, the yeah. world by storm. It's a <laughs> end times, end times. I've heard uh, you talk about. Oh, this. dude, it's so funny, dude. Like it's legit funny. It's it's like end times satire. Yeah, um, I'm giving him way more promo than he asked, but that's okay. All all publicity is good publicity. But he has put on this. He he created this podcast. And mm-hmm. you can find it wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you you stream your podcasts. He's there. It's the pil- it's high and silver presents the Pilgrim's Progress. They got a really cool graphic of like, uh, I'm assuming pilgrim or, or Christian. He's got a sword, so at this point, I think he's Christian. Um, you know, looking over like the 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 wasteland with like a volcano or like lava fire in the in the in the distance. It's really really neat. Um, so far, they've got five out of five stars Dang. on on their rating and. Hey, hey, hey. It deserves it. It's a solid podcast. I think they have two episodes out now, and then they release uh, kind of in between each episode, kind of a more commentary with Zach. And then I think it's a guy that goes to his church that, that they're uh, oh, basically yeah. basically talking about the podcast. But High and Silver presents The Pilgrim's Progress. Wherever you get your podcast, you got to go over there and listen to it. It's really cool. We like it. Uh, Zach is a good friend of mine, good friend of the podcast, um, all around great guy, great podcast. Go listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. So Very there's... Nice. Sponsor like segment done. Jack. I might make I might make that artwork um, some sort of banner. On Dude, some it, it's media. it's a legit artwork. I it actually does. need to I, I like need it. to text Zach. I need to ask him. Yeah. Uh, ask him about to, it. I need to ask him where he got it and see if he can send us maybe like like mm. a high res version of it because uh, yes. it's it's a cool. I likes it. It is I cool. It I like it. I like it a lot. It's solid. Jack, it's time to get down to business. Here and, we go. And um, <laughs> this one, dude, I've been, okay, real talk. I've been dreading doing this one <laughs> because it's such a massive topic. And however we cover it, no matter what we say, yeah, we're going to offend somebody. Nobody's going to like us on this episode. Nobody's going to like us in this one. <laughs> and like before you guys like ask, no, it is not social justice. <laughs> oh, no, man. it is not CRT. That's going to be a doozy. That's going to be is a not, doozy episode if we ever is, get to that. It is not CRT, but it is 2CV. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about second commandment violations today. Graven images, Jack. Mm. Whether or not we as Christians yes. should support, allow, be okay with sanction images of specifically christ Mm -hmm. right um both it's in our lives um but again this is the podcast for the local church by the local church 
the main focus is going to be within the specific context of graven images used and utilized mm-hmm. within the Lord's Day service. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So this, and you know what? Some of them, something that I'm actually a little excited about for this app, and we will we'll, we'll hop in after this, but I want our listeners to know, Jack and I, in terms of the the broader scope of this topic, we might not line up 100%. Yeah. And I think there's actually going to be a little <laughs> bit where Jack and I agree to disagree. Yeah. And like, we don't run into those topics often. Yeah, we don't. So when we do, I'm kind of excited about them <laughs> because one, it gives the people the opportunity to see like, hey, you we can have unity in things like the 1689 reform theology, but still disagree on some of the nuances, right? Yeah. Um, now I'm expecting where things really matter, we're going to line up. Pretty sure. much right away, but yeah. in terms of the broader scope of the of the topic of second of the second commandment itself, um, I can see that you know perhaps we might uh, we might we might differ a little bit, right? Mm. What are Maybe. your thoughts on that, Jack? Does it does it uh, does it scare you or does it offend you <laughs> that that we may we may shock disagree with each other on some things? Uh, not really. I mean. No. I, it doesn't scare me at all, to be quite honest. I mean, everybody's gonna have. I mean, this is a this is a topic that's very wide and ranging. Yeah. Um. And I think that it takes a lot. I mean, this is a a very much more along the lines of kind of your own conscience, I guess, too, to a certain degree. Um. But there's also, uh, yeah. I would say, uh, some specific areas where. I would not have images in, which I think Josh and I would agree on as well, too. So so before we hop in, why mm-hmm. don't I read the commandment in which we are talking about? Yeah. Right? So we're in Exodus chapter 20, starting in verse 4. This is the second commandment mm-hmm. laid down by God for his people. It says this, starting in verse 4, it says, You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I am the Lord your God. I am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who who love me and keep my commandments. So... Boom. There it is, Jack. No graven images. Nothing made in of heaven above, earth beneath, in the water under the earth. Um, let's dude, let's let's hop in. Let's hop in. Should we yeah. should we talk about um, why don't why don't we talk about the things that perhaps we disagree with first? Sure. And then let's let's end with I where I am I am assuming we are going to agree wholeheartedly within the context of the Lord's Day itself, right? Yeah. The Lord's Day service. So yeah. when we're talking about images, um, graven images, how those usually pop up in today's culture are images of Christ, mm-hmm. right? Images yeah. of Jesus, whether it's of Jesus himself, whether it's him with his disciples or him performing a miracle, right? And we can see images of Christ all over the place, um, and everyone has an idea that I think has been largely propagated by Western culture as to what Jesus 
quote unquote Jesus yeah. <laughs> looks like, yeah. right? And if we're going to uh, describe that picture, it's usually a a more fair skinned individual, um, usually with a light brown or sometimes even blue eyes, uh, with uh, usually light brown hair, uh, sometimes mm-hmm. blonde. Yeah. Um, carrying uh, uh, in in usually some nice brown robes, high boots, carrying a lightsaber. <laughs> Wait, hold wait, on. Wait, no, you're hold describing on. Obi Wan Kenobi. That's Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> that's Ewan McGregor. No, no, that's the that's the UFC fighter. Ewan. Wait, wait. Who am I? What's his name? It's not Ewan McGregor. It's Connor McGregor, you, sir. Co- no, no, it's Connor McGregor. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is Ewan McGregor. <laughs> right. So, can we start off by saying? Yeah. And I think this is a point where Jack and I are going to are going to agree. Yeah. Stop making white Jesus. Yep. Absolutely. Jesus wasn't anywhere near white. Yeah. He was he was he, he, he was a Jew. Yep. He was a Middle Eastern man. Middle Eastern men are not Caucasian Norwegians. And okay. I will say this too. He okay. did not have the whole Have you seen have you heard this too where like Perry Stone talks about this on like really charismatic crazy channels where he's like he had these curly things because he was following the law. I'm like no he wasn't. He didn't have any of that. He wasn't a Pharisee. He yeah. didn't follow those standards to what they followed. He would probably had, based upon how he was raised, he probably had very shorter hair and an unkept beard. And that was mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. 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 And really, like, like again, that's that's really all we know. Yeah. Right. And is is and and we know from scripture that he didn't have an image that any should should look on him. Right. So he wasn't mm-hmm. I, one of my one of my biggest issues. Whenever Jesus is portrayed in like film, yeah, it, it drives me nuts. And this is again like why I am not a fan of images of Christ really in anything. Is they always make him like this super ethereal like hippie dude who's like always like looking like and and speaking so profoundly and very softly and you're just like very that thin. that's it, he's very, very yeah Nori- very norwegian very thin European very norwegian like reason. here's the thing again like again like we don't know what jesus looked like yeah but we know he was a carpenter which he probably wasn't just super scrawny dude yeah we he- know he was a middle eastern man yeah right brown skin mm-hmm. probably dark hair probably very dark eyes yeah right now again like so that's first pet peeve out of the way like, yeah like <laughs> the images we have of christ today are nowhere near accurate right yeah, absolutely so let's start getting into a little bit of whether or not we believe mm-hmm. images of christ in any way shape or form mm-hmm. are beneficial should be encouraged should be discouraged yeah. Right. I'm going to throw this over to you first, Jack, because I want to hear what you have to say and then I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go through some uh I'm going to go through some Westminster. Yeah. I'm going to um, I'm going to return to my return to my Presby roots. <laughs> yeah. So in church history too, I mean, we had there was I a, knew you were going to do this. There was there was a ecumen- kn- there was a ecumenical kn- council <laughs> that talked about primarily should we worship images of Christ and should mm-hmm. we depict the godhead and should we depict angels and at that point they started to get into a little bit of marianism or marian dogmas they didn't even kind of they skimmed it but they didn't go into it a whole lot but um and their idea was basically like well they're wrestling with this idea that you know 
Moses made uh, the mercy seat and he had two cherubim on there and you know that depicted a heavenly being and so thus we can kind of depict that too uh, in certain ways so based upon some certain texts out of like Exodus and Numbers um, and even they talk about it in Hebrews chapter 9 um, where they talk about uh, images or God appearing above the mercy seat in this way. And so that's where they were kind of going, I guess, to get their proof text. But they also were making this distinction too, in that there's this, there's this kind of way in which you veneration has honor and then you have true adoration. So you can like behold something and look at it and be like thankful, I guess. And then you can have like actual worship where you're, you're like down on your face kind of idea. So that's sure. where they're going. And obviously I really don't go that route of veneration or even true adoration. I would say that if anything, if anything, the old school images of Jesus from like old depiction kind of, iconic depiction to a certain degree they spark in a certain sense some type of wonder to a certain degree for me but i don't really focus that whole much on them i know some pastors have an like a little icon of like the typical kind of uh jesus with the three fingers or the two fingers kind of blessing mode sure sure um but i mean i don't i really what what really kind of makes Jesus come to life to me is when I read the gospels Mm, and when I start to tap into imagination about that. Um, And so there's something to be said about the, the scripture actually portraying Jesus and you tapping into the imagination of that versus I guess art to a certain degree um, and depictions of him that way. And yet, too, like, there's some Baptist churches that I know that have a stained glass Jesus, and I am kind of not okay with that. (laughs) Yeah, sure, Um, sure. So, I mean, there's, yeah. So, I mean, I think over the centuries, people have used images to portray, like, and you see this a lot, especially in churches that have stained glass that that have been there for centuries. They're trying to portray the images of the gospel. Um but yet again, to me, it's kind of like, well, why don't you let the text do that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think they're necessary. I think that you and I agree on that there's a specific way that the Lord should be worshipped on a Lord's Day service. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. think that requires images. Um, it's funny because in that ecumenical council, they talk about the cross and they talk about how the cross is like very much so. If we were to have any image... That would be the least image that we should. It have would. It would because it's it, and and dude. Okay, let's do like 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 one and a half minutes on that. Yeah, it's always surprised me. Like and and here's the thing. This was something that I thought of like even when I was a little kid, right before like having really any wisdom or any like real knowledge of church history or mm-hmm. traditions and things like that. It has always sat weird to me that we, especially in churches utilize the cross as the sign for Christianity. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. When it was the cross that mm-hmm. all, what I mean, what happened on the cross was beautiful, mm-hmm. right? And horrible at yeah. the same time, right? Yeah. But it is not the cross that defines Christ. Yeah. It's the empty grave. Sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Or it's the early church symbol of uh, the fish, right? That, sure. that the early church would use, right? It has always sat a little weird to me. And and again, it's a very Catholic thing, right? To have Jesus on the cross and things like that. Because because sure. he, he's not there anymore. Yeah. He's not on the cross anymore, right? The cross was a symbol of, yes, our 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 sins being paid for, but it's a symbol of death, mm-hmm. right? The cross is a curse, yeah, right? I mean, and that's why Christ had to go there. And it has always struck me as odd when I see, you know, going to churches and things like that, I see like a massive cross mm-hmm. on there because I'm like, you know, and, and again, it has turned into somewhat Christian church tradition now, right? But it's always something that, that that I've always thought of, and again, I'm not I'm not telling churches tear your crosses down, right? It's yeah. just it's always <laughs> been an interesting it's always been an interesting kind of side thought for me as to why that's the image that we choose to identify with, um, or or more so to I to identify Christ with, right? Because that was mm-hmm. a very pointed, specific thing in a specific point of time, once for all, finished, right? Yeah. It's just an interesting, it, it, yeah. It's an interesting sidebar. Yeah. yeah, and I think that this uh, this would also, I mean, for mo- I would say the only other maybe folks within the line of reformedom who would probably um, go so far as to use images of Jesus would probably be like reformed Anglicans, maybe. Sure, but I'd even do- sure. I, I don't even know the extent of that. I mean. But I would say that Presbyterians, uh, 1689 folks, Dutch Reformed, I mean, they're not going to, I've never seen them use uh, images before, even though I know quite a few uh, Presbyterians and Dutch Reformed folks that would actually say um, they wouldn't be as very staunch on images, which is interesting. Sure, sure. So, but yeah. Yeah, so you... You touched on something a few minutes ago that I think really is is the heart of, of of some of the things that we're talking about here, especially outside of the context of the local church. You you talked about heart motive, right? Uh-huh. And you talked about the reason for the image, right? Sure. And I think that that's a very important aspect of the conversation that that needs to be present within the conversation, right? Is if you are utilizing, and this goes across the board, this is a conviction that I hold and I'm pretty sure Jack holds as well. If you are utilizing an image of Christ, quote unquote Christ, again, we don't know what he looked like. It's not actually him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But if but if, if you're utilizing an image that is portraying God, the Father, or, or God, the Son, God, the Spirit, mm-hmm. and you are utilizing that image as a means to... Let's start rattling stuff off. Make you feel closer to God. Yeah. Uh, help focus your prayer life. Um, help you know put something in your mind when you're when you're you're trying to worship. Um, fill in the blank and and anything that you are utilizing to enhance in some way a spiritual aspect of your life. Um, man, you gotta stop. <laughs> it's it's that's not good. 
that's not good. And I think that that gets down again to the motive of we don't need, nor do I think we, nor are we called to utilize external means other than what we have in scripture to worship our Lord. Mm, yeah. And this is either on the Lord's day or in, you know, private worship in, in, in your home. Right. And, and we yeah. see this again, it's a very Catholic thing, right? You have the rosary, right? And you yeah. pray the beads, right? You have the image of Christ, the, uh, the image of his mother, Mary, right up there. And, and you are, you are, prostrating yourself, venerating yourself, showing respect to those and utilizing those as a as a way to to focus your prayers, yeah. right? Um I don't believe that is biblical. Sure. And I don't believe you can point anywhere in scripture that would justify that. I'm going to I'm going to go to the the um the Heidelberg mm-hmm. which I think is a fantastic uh resource for this. The Heidelberg Catechism Question 96 through 98. They're really short, so I, I'm going to read them real quick, right? Uh, question 96, it says, What is God's will for us in the second commandment? Answer, that we in no way make any image of God, nor worship him in any other way that has been commanded in God's word. Okay, pretty simple. We got that, right? Yeah. Question 97. Uh, may we then not make any image at all? Good question. It's like, well, we can't make any image of God. Can we make images of anything, right? The answer, God can, uh, God cannot and may not be visibly portrayed in any way. Although creatures may be portrayed, yet God forbid, forbids making or having such images if one's intention is to worship them or to serve God through them. Okay, that's that's what we're talking about, right? Pretty simple. We got it. Don't create a calf, right, when Moses is up in the mountain, <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, it's question 98 that I really want to focus in on here. Yeah. And I think this is, this is the crux of, I think, where... Perhaps I, I I might go a little farther than Jack in what I am personally okay with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is outside of the context of the Lord's Day service, right? I'm talking about like movies, yeah. TV shows, pictures in your home, things like that, right? Question 98 of the Heidelberg says this. It says, it says but may not images be permitted in churches in place of books for the unlearned? So it's basically like, well, how about those that that you know need some extra help with understanding who Jesus is, right? This is the answer. It says, no, we should not try to be wiser than God. God wants the Christian community instructed by the living preaching of his word, not by idols that cannot even talk. <laughs> oh, Heidelberg swinging for the fences, right? And this is this goes into the crux of something that one of the main reasons, and this is just Josh talking, one of the main reasons that I have heard for advocating for the use of images of Christ in things like cinema, mm-hmm. right? A huge TV show that's been super popular recently is The Chosen, yep. 
right? And that's the one that all people always point to. What about the chosen? The chosen's really good. It makes me makes me feel really connected to Jesus. It it, it shows Jesus in a way that I've never really understood before. It, it helped me to understand, you know, the the humanity of Jesus, right? And and all of these reasons for liking the show. And again, like I'm not gonna get on here and, and just crap on the show, like whatever, right? I am not a fan of it because of this. I do not believe that we as Christians should be going anywhere other than the word of God to understand better our savior. Mm, Yeah. I don't believe we should be utilizing any other means other than the word of God to enhance, if you want to use that word, our understanding of who Jesus is and how good and sufficient he is as a savior. Okay. Because of that, can you watch The Chosen without worshiping it, without doing that? Yeah, of course you can. Of course. I'm not Yeah, I'm not saying you can't, right? I just don't see a way, really anywhere, where portraying Christ would be would result in a net positive mm-hmm. in a certain situation. Yeah. Where at the end of the day I can say, you know what? It was actually really it was actually better in that specific instance that we had an image of Jesus. I I honestly can't think of one. And again, this is my opinion. This is my conviction. But this is the conviction that I derive, um, you know, primarily from Scripture, but also things like the Westminster, the 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 Heidelberg, you know, things that help us expound on Scripture more, right? So that's that's where I'm at with the whole 2CV thing. I'm not going to be a jerk about it. Sure. Yeah. I'm not going to go online and call in 2CV, 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 because <laughs> it drives me nuts when people do that. Um, it really does, dude. Like, there's... Oh. Like, I, oh, yeah. I, I have this view in spite of those guys. <laughs> yeah, no, right? uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's nothing more annoying than the all caps 2CV guy. I'm oh, yeah. sorry. It's just... Yeah, I like, think the uh, I think the um, the thing too um, about this um, certain situation, I do think that in like a Lord's Day service, I don't think it's helpful. Um, yeah, yeah, at all, and I think that's where our primary agreement is. Um, what I do find interesting, though, is that some um, some churches do utilize the Jesus Storybook Bible that does have a depiction of jesus on the front cover of it sure um so that's something that you can think about um especially to kids and then that also brings up the topic you know should we be depicting images of jesus to kids in order for them to understand and then uh, and then you kind of graduate and then so there's like <laughs> yeah. i'm not going to go down those rabbit holes but there's those sure, kind sure, of conversations sure. that go around and then um what what interested me the most when i looked at this topic too is like John Calvin is definitely, um, especially in the institutes, does pretty go. He goes pretty hard and says, "Yeah, for sure, no images at all." What I think could have been helpful um, for him is to interact with maybe some guys from basically the last bastion of the early church fathers, which was John Damascus, who was basically advocating for images of Christ. Um, that would have been interesting for him to interact with that content 
and and give us some reflection based upon John Damascus. Um, but it's it's always interesting. I mean, y- you don't have to agree a hundred percent with the early church fathers on everything. You can take yeah. a lot yeah, of, of stuff from them, um, and generally have this idea of historical orthodoxy, and yet still disagree with them on a lot of things. But yeah, I think that the only case. I mean, there's there's a lot of different. I'm, you know, I I watch certain content that has cartoon images of Jesus here and there, and it's, yeah. Do do I prefer it? Not really, but I mean, okay, that's the route they're gonna take, I guess. But yeah, I do think there's a difference between depicting it in a kind of more general, broad entertainment versus like an actual we're worshiping Christ. So we're going to use this image in order to worship Christ in this way. That's a very, those are very kind of demarcationed out. So yeah. 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 No, no, you're, you're hundred percent right in that, man. You, you have to, again, it's like you said at the beginning, like what, what is the motive behind it? Right. And I'm going to have a lot, it's going to be a very different discussion with the person that's watching it just because it, you know, like, Oh yeah, you know, it's part of the documentary or it's part of the TV show versus the person who is utilizing it as a means of some sort of like halfway point to Jesus and worship. Yeah. yeah. Right. Those are going to be very two different conversations with two very different focuses. Right. Now I'm not a fan of either, but again, those conversations are going to be different. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, So let's, let's, let's round about as, as, as we're, we're thinking about wrapping up, let's just do a quick overview of why, why we agree that images of Christ utilized within the lord's day mm-hmm. are unhelpful and sh- and and should at least be at the top of our list of places not to have them <laughs> yeah yeah i would say one of them uh i think what we just what we just opened up with to be quite honest like um you know i think jesus is one who welcomes everybody from everywhere of every culture of every color mm-hmm. and he comes to worship him yeah, you know, he calls us to come to him to worship him. Um, I think putting an image of him and depicting him as white uh, or a certain uh, ethnicity or anything else really, really any ethnicity, really any ethnicity at all. Sure. Yeah, I think that starts to that starts to ostracize people. Uh, to a certain extent. Now, I do understand that Jesus obviously was not white and he reigns in heaven and he is incarnate and he's not white. (laughs) But yet again, too, I think that the point of what God's doing when he calls all the saints to worship together is that picture that we see in Revelation where John sees all the nations gathered together and they're worshiping Mm -hmm. God at the throne. And... That's the image that he wants, that God wants to portray to us, that he's gathering together the nations in order to make a new humanity in Jesus. So, mm. no, dude, that's, that's beautiful, man. Like that, that is like what, what glorious unity we have in the gospel mm. because of Jesus, right? Like that is, that's something I love about the Lord's day service is that it's a little foretaste of heaven. Yeah. It's a little taste, just, 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 you know, a, just a tiny, tiny taste of what eternity is going to be like with our brothers and sisters, right? And and at that point, we will see Christ. Yeah. We will see him as he is, 
right? And yeah. we will actually actually be able to focus our worship not on an image but on the real deal, yeah. right? That day is going to be wonderful, right? And I just think that images within the Lord's Day, um, I mean one one of my one of my reasons is just it's a distraction. It's mm-hmm. an unnecessary distraction. Sure. It places the focus on the physical and the temporal and causes us, I believe, even subconsciously, if it's if it's utilized a lot, to keep our minds on the temporal here, to need something physical that, that we can hold on to, right? Instead of contemplating on, thinking about, and 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 being reverent toward the Jesus that we know from scripture, not the Jesus that we see on a screen. Yeah. I think a deeper motivation too is the fact that if scripture says that God has made uh, humans in his image, we're we're bearing the image of God to one another. So it goes even deeper too. Yeah. To the level yeah. of when you are reconciled and redeemed by Jesus, you are bearing that image to other image bearers. And there's sort of this why do I need art when technically God's art is among us? <laughs> oh, dude, that's that's a fantastic point. So there's That's some, a there's some very point. deeper application as well, too, in that way, in that, you know, sculptures and all these other things, yay, they may be beautiful. It doesn't it doesn't capture what God has made in humanity uh, and what he's also reconciled uh, to through Jesus. So, yep, yeah, 100%, man. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slightly different nuances, focus on different yeah. stuff. Yeah, but again, like we agree on the essential, right? And when yeah. it comes to the Lord's Day service, get them pictures out of there. <laughs> you don't, you don't need them. You don't need them. You've got the Bible. It's sufficient. It's sufficient. Uh, yeah, no, that dude, good stuff, Jack. You're you're on the short list of people that I know I can disagree with. That's not going to bite my head off. <laughs> and you know what? Just, just as a more conceptual thing, people, if you don't have if you don't have friends like that in your life that you know, you guys can have a discussion, not see eye to eye, but still be friends at the end. If you don't have friends like that, you need new friends. Yes, yeah, <laughs> because it's exhausting. Yeah. Just having to find new friends every time you find a minute aspect of theology that you disagree with. <laughs> oh boy! All right, Jack. So, what you're saying then is that I shouldn't start to become that two CV guy, going around Please everyone's don't. Facebook pages, everyone's everyone's you know social media, and just all caps two CV, two CV, two CV, two CV. No, don't be the two CV police. Don't, Please, I'm not gonna be the two Please, CV Lord, police. don't. <laughs> fine, <laughs> fine. Taking away my fun, but fine. Jack, <sighs> Big Eva has sung. Get us out of here, man. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you appreciate the way in which Josh and I can discuss a huge topic that is impacting Christendom. May I say the evangelical church in and of itself in North America today. You too can join and us. And all the reformed dudes. Let's <laughs> <laughs> feel bros. Bros. Uh, <laughs> if you appreciate our discussions, our, our languishing, our irenic ways of interacting wow. with each other, you too can That's follow right. us and interact with us, even on the sociables, if you will, because we're on there. Yeah. 
Yeah. We're on the tweaker, the Twitter, yeah. the little blue bird site. Yeah. Josh and I will pontificate on how we're going to go. What is it? Pigeon, not pigeon hunting. <laughs> Bird, bird hunting out in central oh, Washington. Bird, dude, it's, it's gonna days. happen, man. It's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, we're like, we are gonna be the guys out there in the red flannel <laughs> with the shotguns, the orange vest. We're gonna get one of those fur hats. I'm gonna find like some sort of like some sort of dog being the death blind. We um, are. I'm gonna have Jack call all the ducks. <laughs> you can find us on the tweaker, the Twitter, if you will. You can also yes. find us on the Instagram. Goes well mm-hmm. with marshmallow and chocolate. You can mm-hmm. also find us on the Facebook. The metaverse, which apparently they're baptizing people in the metaverse. Dude, I saw I this video today. What is going on with that? Um, uh, don't do I that, don't, please. No, dude, the baby, metaverse what is, is not you re- doing. Dude, dude, don't go on the metaverse. The metaverse is ra- it's it's crack. <laughs> yeah. it, it's whack. It's whack. Don't do it. So, if you want to, if you don't want to go onto the metaverse, but you want to find us through Facebook, that may be the platform for the metaverse. Can find us at the tag, all at those plat, all the, those um, those certain platforms, the tweaker, the Instagram, the Facebook, all at the tag at Reformatory Pod. Josh, you can tell the lovely people how they can possibly throw us a little kashisha here and there. So within the span of twenty five seconds, I've done a complete one eighty on this thing. What if we're the what if we're the first reformed podcast in the metaverse? Oh my what gosh, if we, here we go, what, people. What if we take over the metaverse? And 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 claim it for Christ and His kingdom. I don't know about no? that. Okay, fine, whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a Patreon. If you appreciate Jack and I's attempts to encourage the centrality of the local church in the life of a believer, we have a Patreon there. And for five dollars a month, you too could become a patron and have your name hallowed. Hallowed. Hello, Hello dude, you almost missed Hello, it. You, you missed it. You're on your yeah, phone yeah, over there, man. Yeah. What are you doing? You texting your wifey? Huh? Huh? I'm checking the tweakers right now, actually. <laughs> oh, you're checking the tweakers. Okay, yeah, whatever. Uh, your name will be Hallowed amongst all of the other patrons that are there. Uh, we appreciate reviews, man. Yes. If you're on if you're on Apple and Spotify now, actually, you can give us five-star reviews. You can give us a little... Uh, Maybe a little paragraph of how you found the podcast. What do you like about the podcast? We appreciate that. Last but not least, you can head on over to reformatorypod.com and get yourself some of that amazing local church merch. Dude, we've been getting mm. pictures of people that have gotten their merch. Yes, I've been sir. liking it. We've been yes, sharing sir. them out. If you get some local church merch, send us some pics. We will share it out because we want to see you guys. We want to see you in the local church merch. It's amazing. It looks fantastic. And uh, it's all fairly priced and very, very comfortable to wear. Mm, yes, sir. Jack, we're going to get out of here, my man. Yes, sir. Everyone, yeah. we thank you all so much for listening. And we will catch you on the next step of the Reformatory. <laughs>